Welcome to the Fine Line Podcast. Great to have your company here for another week and another discussion of all things of the AFL and the Brisbane Lions in 2018. This week, we're going to review the clash against North Melbourne that was played on Sunday at Etihad Stadium. We're going to look ahead to this week's Sunday clash against Essendon. And trivia challenge this week, we try and name the seven players who have kicked more than seven goals for the Brisbane in a single match. But heading back to Sunday's clash, firstly, it was against North Melbourne, who had been such a surprise packet in 2018. Uh, the expectation from many when they did their ladder at the start of the year was North Melbourne were going to be firmly anchored towards the bottom, but certainly hasn't been the case. Uh, they've played very strongly, and they're on a real tear of form at the moment, which has propelled them uh, to be really relevant in discussions around the top four, uh, if not even the top couple of teams when it does come time for the finals to start rolling around. Uh, Brisbane went into this game full of run and full of confidence as well after a couple of good weeks, the win over Hawthorne a fortnight ago, and last week pushing Sydney in conditions that suited Sydney right to the wire, although ultimately not quite getting over the line. But in the end, uh, it was North Melbourne 21 goals, 15-141, beating Brisbane 12-15-87. And another disappointing one for Brisbane, and one that really uh, got away from them early, and they were never able to pin it back, particularly considering the issues and the struggles they had. Uh, Watching the game, it seemed like North Melbourne controlled the football pretty much all afternoon, and that was certainly reflected in the overall disposal count, 417 to North Melbourne to 375 for the Lions. Uh, Slightly shading the clearances, Brisbane 41 to 37, which will be of concern for them. The contested possessions ended up being exactly the same, although it did feel like North Melbourne, when the game was on the line, had the advantage there, uh, and Brisbane uh, beaten in the inside 50s. Uh, quite uh, quite comfortably as well, 57-51. Again, that did even up as the game petered out. Uh, but for Brisbane, well, this one's going to hurt a lot, and it's going to hurt a lot for a few reasons. Firstly and foremostly, a game probably at the start of the year that many would have considered them to be a good chance. Uh, it goes by the wayside. But also, uh, the first of our Fab Five talking points for this week, and that is the injuries that hit uh, Brisbane unfortunately lost uh, Jared Berry before the match even started. Ben Keyes was an 11th hour replacement in for Jared Berry. And then throughout the game, they proceeded to lose Huber Gluggage, Alan Christensen, and Charlie Cameron. Now, it does seem uh, without any benefit of any doctor's reports or any inside word that Charlie Cameron's probably getting the most serious of those with his ankle injury. Uh, Alan Christensen uh, suffered concussion, so uh, hopefully Alan Christensen makes a nice speedy return and Hugh McLuggage injured his calf, so interesting to see how long that does hold him out for. But the real problem for Brisbane is it comes right before an incredibly winnable game this weekend against Essendon back at the Gabba. Couldn't be worse timing for Brisbane to be suffering these injuries now. Uh, and although Essendon have some injury concerns of their own, which we'll speak about later as we preview the game, uh, certainly those three players have been pretty instrumental in Brisbane's good form this year, particularly Charlie Cameron uh, up forward and also Humor Gluggage through the midfield also. So how they pull up will be one to watch for the rest of the week and could have a big bearing on how Sunday does work out 
also. Uh, point number two in our Fab Five was the goal kicking. Uh, this is a game that Brisbane felt like they were going to have to take all their chances that were propelled in front of them, but they just couldn't seem to kick the goals early when it counted. They went into quarter time uh, down by 33 points, 37-4, to four, uh, and they really four, all four of those could end up being goals, or certainly three of them were very good chances that Brisbane let slip through their hands. Um, we've spoken before about the yips from the keys, and that seems to continue. Uh, that is the key forwards, not the Ben keys, but that seems to continue, although Ben keys had a couple of shockers on his own. Uh, this this day, and these missed opportunities are really hurting because when Brisbane do play sides like the Kangaroos, who probably are superior at this stage of their development, it does feel like Brisbane have to take every single chance, every single opportunity that's right in front of them. So with that in mind, we go to our third point, and that is Dan McStay. Dan McStay had a good game yesterday, and Dan McStay took a couple of uh, really strong contested marks, and Brisbane now seem to really be playing and persevering with him up forward. Uh, even with the loss of injury from Matty Eagles this week, uh, they elected to not move Dan Stay, McStay back. In fact, they preferred uh, Ryan Lester to play that role as that third shutdown defender. But what they opened the door for is that three-pronged attack, which is Oscar McInerney, Eric Hipwood, and Daniel McStay to try and get some continuity up forward. And Dan McStay uh, was very good yesterday, except again for his goal-kicking. It seemed to be one of those days where he was clunking just about everything, but ended up with two goals too. Uh, you turn that around at four goals straight, and that ends up being a very handy day and a very handy contribution also. So good to see Dan McStay hitting some form, but the kicking does remain to be a concern as it's been all the way throughout the earlier rounds so far. The turnovers, well, the turnovers just keep plaguing Brisbane, and again, it seemed early in that first quarter that their turnovers were, were being very heavily punished by the Kangaroos, and, uh, and they were sitting back waiting for Brisbane to commit that error so then they could take it away and off they went. And this is something that's been a recurring theme throughout this year. The teams that have tend to get the better of Brisbane, it has tend to send, tend to have been with the turnovers, uh, sweating on the turnovers and then taking them out the rand to uh, to kick relatively uncontested goals. So the turnovers continue to plague Brisbane. Um, they've really focused and improved on their contested possession. As we saw, they really matched the Kangaroos, particularly through the latter part of the game there. But the turnovers are the ones that does continue to be their Achilles heel uh, so who will see, or we will see, how much improvement comes in that in the next couple of rounds. Uh, and our fifth and final talking point out of the clash on Sunday was the great form of Dane Beams. So Dane Beams, um, since relinquishing the captaincy, or, or in his own mind relinquishing the captaincy, has certainly produced um, two very, very good games. Last week against Sydney, he was uh, probably a clear standout best on ground. He kicked a, a multiple goals there. He ended up with three uh, 37 disposals last week. This week, another 32 disposals and five goals he ended up with, uh, five goals one. So to Dane Beams, a really, a really terrific performance and one that he'll be um, very proud of. And it's great to see Dane continuing on in good form now that the captaincy, um, well, that burden of the captaincy has been removed off his shoulders somewhat. Some of the other good performers yesterday, uh, Dane Zorko was not his usual influential self, but he ended up with eight tackles. Uh, Cam Rayner was a beneficiary of human cluggage going down. Uh, he got to play some more midfield minutes. He got 21 disposals and ended up with uh, with a seven tackles as well, which is a, a great effort from him. Cam Rayner really started to hit a good tear of form. Also, uh, Aris Andrews, again, was very influential, uh, influential at end disposals and a number of spoils down back. Um, and a few of the others, the regular performers, Luke Hodge, 26 disposals, Daniel Rich, 24, Mitch Robinson, 
24. He also got reported, but you'd imagine that Mitch Robinson wouldn't have too much to worry about there. Sean Higgins uh, did bounce back pretty quickly, so uh, hopefully all good. And Stephen Martin, 21 disposals and 28 hitouts. A nice, good day for him again. Um, but we are continuing to see that in middle tier improvement. Uh, Tom Cutler, another 19 disposals. He's been in great form. Nick Robinson, 22. Alex Witherden, 22. Uh, saving for one horrendous clanger that gifted North Melbourne a goal from a kick out. But the improvement is there. It's just uh, one of those weeks this week where it demonstrates the improvement isn't linear. It is going to be upwards and downwards spirals, and that certainly has been the case so far this year and continues to look like it's going to be so. Well, it's time for our trivia challenge this week, and in honour of Dane Beams and his terrific performance in kicking five fantastic goals against North Melbourne yesterday, we thought we'd go back into the archives and we would have a look at which players from Brisbane Lions history have recorded seven or more goals in a single match. And now I threw up seven of those. Some of those will be very familiar to you. And a couple of surprise Smokies that managed to get their way in. Firstly, the ones that did it multiple times will come as no surprise. Jonathan Brown, he did it nine times. Nine times he kicked seven or more goals in a game. Uh, the highest, of course, he kicked 10 against Carlton in round 16 in 2007 at the Gabba. That was his high mark of 10 goals one. And how much we would love a return like that these days, but Jonathan Brown, player number one. Player number two was Alastair Lynch, the other bookend throughout the Premiership season. He used to play up forward next to Brown. He didn't leave the goal square much, Lynchy, and that allowed him to kick seven or more goals seven times in his career. Uh, his biggest bag, well, he kicks eight goals twice, once against West Coast in round 12 in 2003, and then in Mel against Melbourne, I should say, both of them coming at the Gabba. That was in round 12 in 2001. So Lynchy, he kicked eight goals twice. He also kicked seven goals five times. Our second player of our seven biggest goal kickers for Brisbane in a single match. The third name that you always throw up in that conversation as the third prong in that attack, and that is Daniel Bradshaw. Daniel Bradshaw also did it seven times. His high marker, he kicked nine goals against Melbourne in round 14, 2005. He also recorded eight goals once. Uh, that was also against Melbourne in round 14, 2006. So Daniel Bradshaw certainly dined out in Melbourne throughout those early years, but uh, he was a magnificent player for Brisbane before. Of course, that controversial trade through Brisbane allowed him to get to Sydney at the end of his career uh, and caused some rift between him and Michael Voss uh, in the uh, in the Premiership reunion years uh, post the flag and post the success. Uh, our fourth player is Michael Voss. Michael Voss uh, did it just once. Uh, he kicked seven goals, two against Adelaide in round two in 2004 back at the old footy park down there in South Australia. So Michael Voss, our fourth player who kicked seven or more goals. Our fifth player, a surprise to some probably, and that is Daniel Straw Merritt. Daniel Straw Merritt kicked seven goals, two against Greater West Sydney in round eight, 2012. Of course, known mostly as a defender throughout his career, but had some brief uh, sabbaticals forward, particularly in the latter part of his career, and to provide a tremendous value as a uh, high-marking, high-hitting uh, forward up there for Brisbane in those latter parts, particularly that 2012 season, 2013. Also, 
Our last two, well, these ones are harder ones to guess. The first one is the man who is known uh, affectionately as the Bulldozer, and that is Jared Malloy. Jared Malloy kicked seven goals against Melbourne in round 12 in 1997, the first year the Brisbane Lions were officially a football club. Uh, 12, round 12, I should say, uh, seven goals won he kicked at the MCG, so Jared Malloy and eventually finished his career at Collingwood, uh, part of the Mal Mal Michael trade, which allowed Mal to get to Brisbane and sharing part of that premiership success. And our last player, our seventh and final player who did it, uh, this one, again, is a tough one to name, might be a bit of a surprise, uh, and that is Jared Brennan, who kicked seven goals five against Collingwood in round 17, 2007. A great win that night at the MCG Brisbane over Collingwood. Uh, they might have even been wearing the Heritage jersey that night from memory, but a terrific performance from Jared Brennan, who ultimately finished his career at the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, terrifically talented player, Jared Brennan, and some would argue didn't quite get the most out of his talent across his footballing career. Uh, interesting, as we look through the archives, this only one of these seven or more goals games came in a final, and that was Alistair Lynch, who kicked seven goals, five uh, against Adelaide in the in the qualifying final in 2002 at the Gabba. So uh, well done to uh, all those seven players, a real part of Brisbane Lions history. And that concludes our trivia challenge for this week. So looking ahead to the brief and the quick preview this weekend, well, Essendon uh, is a very winnable game, some would say, uh, for Brisbane. And it'll be really be a test of how they do back up uh, from the injuries and from a tough game against the Kangaroos to see what they might be able to accomplish. Uh, Essendon played Richmond in the Dreamtime at the G game on Saturday night. They were humbled uh, to the tune of about 68 or 60, 71 points by Essendon. So um, there's a lot to work on there for Essendon. Clearly, uh, Richmond got the better of them all the way throughout the contest. So it'll be interesting to see how they had to uh, how they had to pull back and what they've got to do to try and rectify that at the Gabba on Sunday. But at first blush, this one looks incredibly winnable for Brisbane, and it's going to be one of those games where they're probably going to be judged on the end siren. Uh, the win will see that progression, that improvement continuing to head forward. A loss will mean um, that it's not quite travelling as we might have hoped or anticipated at this point in time. But either way, it's going to be a good day at the Gabba on Sunday. Uh, we look forward to hopefully being back later in the week for a preview podcast of that clash. But thanks for listening, and we'll see, speak to you again later in the week. Mm-hmm.